All right, so me, I got the um, starting from six to one. I got the Falcons, the Bears, Dallas, the Vikings, the Rams, and the Saints would be number one in my scenario. Um, who, how, how does your um, NFC prediction shape out in terms of the playoffs? All right, I got um, Packers number one, uh, Eagles number two, uh, Seahawks number three, and which one am I missing? Panthers. Panthers number four. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And my two wild cards are the Saints and Cowboys. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead with your playoff matchup. Yeah. So, um, for me, that would lead to a Vikings, a Falcons at Vikings playoff. They would go to uh, what I call. I mean, it's U.S. Bank Stadium, but I call it Valhalla because they're the Vikings Valhalla field. Um, and then it would be Dallas versus the Bears, uh, and that would be Dallas going to Soldier Field. Uh, that being said, I got the Falcons actually beating the Vikings at the Vikings' own stadium. Like you said, the Vikings never can get over the hump. They always have these hiccups in the playoffs where they where it's concerning I think the Falcons will do just enough to, you know, uh, to outnotch them, if you will, and advance into the divisional round. For Dallas and the Bears, I got, I have the Bears winning that. Uh, you all know, Josh knows clearly, not the biggest supporter or fan of Dak Prescott. A defense of this magnitude, if they shut down Ezekiel Elliott and make him go to uh, Amari Cooper, uh, they can win this game. And that is with issues at quarterback themselves with Mitchell Trubisky. But I think that defense just will put the clamps on Dak Prescott and make things rather difficult for him. So that would be the Bears and the Falcons advancing for me. How do you have the wild card round going? I got my three and four mixed up. It's Carolina then Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Carolina versus the Cowboys and um, uh, Seahawks versus the Saints. Uh, let's see. Got a couple of Okay, Seahawks and Saints are a rematch from I think five, six years ago. I can't if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um with the infamous was it no, nah, that wasn't the Marshawn Lynch run, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah was. okay. It was when the Seahawks were seven and nine and they made the playoffs. Right. Um ridiculous. So I got Carolina and the Cowboys. I'm taking the um taking Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh Panthers at home, like you said, it it'll probably be the same situation. Um well, they can uh, make deck one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it'll be, you know, as simple as that. You know, in times times in the past, deck has shown to, you know, um, when teams have tried to make him one-dimensional, mm-hmm. um, you know, he showed up. Yeah, he Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, the, Blake Bortles, remember, he put up 44 points against the Ravens. Yeah. You know, like they show up like those kind of quarterbacks show up every now and then. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. um, But I think that defense plus, you know, Cam and um, like you said, like I said, the the new offensive scheme. And I think, you know, they have more variety this year and they'll be able to get, you know, get back to the promised land that they were. Right. You know, three, four years ago. And then. The other matchup is Seahawks versus Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, Seahawks playing, yeah, Seahawks playing at home, but I'm still going to take – this might be another classic matchup, like uh, the Seahawks versus Packers. Uh, yeah. NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you remember that classic? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of backstory to that. Uh, we should we should do a rewind of that. Like the whole, um, well, we kind of talked about that uh, when we talked about Aaron Rodgers and uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I think about. It. Yeah, that'll be a good idea. To, I mean, not just rewind for that, but just do a rewind series or something. You know, yeah. look at some classic games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this would be another one of those classic games. Uh, you know, Russell. Um, in his own in his own backyard, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's real hard to go up to the Seattle, you know, win a playoff game. But you know, if anybody can do it, I think Drew Brees can. Right. Um, so I'll take the Saints in that uh, matchup and just barely. Yeah. Just barely. Um, I think yeah, I think he'll find a way to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the next round would be is it one against one against the. Bottom seed, right? Right, the bottom seed, last so, seed. Yeah, so it's Packers versus Saints and Eagles versus uh, Carolina. Ooh, I like that Eagles versus Carolina match now. If they're, I mean, well, ain't nobody going to be healthy at that point in the season, but if everybody close to being. Yeah. Yeah. So you go ahead with yours. Yeah, um, I got ATL and the Rams, and then I got the Bears versus the Saints. Um, Yeah, like, like Josh was saying with the Rams, man, like they underachieve in the playoffs. At times, uh, aside from last year when they made the Super Bowl, but I mean, even then you, they kind of had hiccups, um, and they especially had hiccups in the the Super Bowl itself. Only put up twelve points. You're supposed to be the next coming of you know the greatest show on turf or whatever you want to call yourself, and uh, you put up a, a twelve a mere twelve points. And like Josh said, at what the fourth quarter? Yeah, they, they didn't score till like yeah the end of the third quarter. Going Highly disappointing. Yeah. So that being said, with them having, you know, all of these hiccups, I'm going to give it to ATL, man. And and Josh brought it to my attention that ATL actually beat them year before last in the playoffs, too. Uh, so The Rams? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that being said, I think ATL could do it again. I mean, you're looking at these teams aren't that much different from what they were then. Not significantly different. Well, the Rams didn't have the defense that they had when they yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But at that same token, uh, Gurley was healthy when they played the Falcons, and mm-hmm. he, for some reason, he they couldn't get the ground game going in that right. divisional round. But um, and like you said, that defense gonna take a hit too. Knowing Dominican Sue too, so yeah, you know Devontae, Devontae uh, Freeman could could have a good game um there. We'll see. And then I got the Bears and um the Saints. And I would take the um again, I believe this just will come down to a quarterback versus quarterback situation. I'm gonna take Drew Brees any day over Mitchell Travitsky. I don't care how good that defense is, you know. Eventually, if you give Drew Brees enough time in the game to adjust, he'll adjust. Okay, let's just say theoretically Drew Brees goes and he only they only score seven points in the first half. You better believe in that second half when he go back to the back. With Coach, um, what's his name? Um, Sean, yeah, Sean Payton. They're gonna make those adjustments. Gonna come out guns a blazing, and then everybody, you know, it's gonna be a brace for impact situation for the Bears. Like, oh snap, he he's woken up, he's coming, and I, I can see that playing out like that. And and in the end, especially being uh, at the Superdome, the Saints will awaken and they'll do their thing, and they'll rightfully get into the NFC Championship. Uh, because last year, as we all know, they were cheated out of a NFC championship bid, and they'll right make the right for that wrong. So, I got Rams and Saints in the um, 
Yes. No, I'm sorry. Falcons and Saints in the NFC Championship. Who you got in the um? Who's your two? Well, I'm taking. Uh, I guess I'll take the Panthers and the Packers. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like I said, um, I think Cam is going to get. I don't. Well, his MVP season was crazy. Um, yeah. But what he was doing with running the ball and you know the accuracy he had and the, yeah. the zip he had on the ball, you know, a couple. Is it both shoulders or is it just his throwing shoulder? I think had? it's the throwing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and quote I, me on that. I know it's going to affect his uh, his his motion, probably. Yeah, his overall his overall accuracy and, mm. and, and power. But you know, I think, like I said, his offensive coordinator and this new offensive system, new offensive system they're going to have is really going to help Cam a lot. Because um, at times, um, it seemed like they were more relying on the defense, and uh, you know, not enough on. Not enough, not enough on the offense, especially when you got a dynamic guy like uh, McCaffrey in the backfield. Right, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm taking Carolina over. What I have, yeah, Carolina over the Eagles and um, oh, package versus Saints. Oh God, this is so hard. Ooh, that yeah, that is tough. That ain't tough for me. I'll no. take the Saints off of that. Because I, I don't, I don't even trust. I mean, I wouldn't trust the Packers' defense against Drew Brees. Packers and Lambeau Field. Think I about tr- it. Think about it. It's the middle of January. Jay. Yeah, but it's Drew Brees too. Still, I don't know. Nah. The Packers, nah, the Packers in the middle of January. I, I ain't even that big. I think it's with me. I'm not that big of a believer of the Packers outside of Aaron Rodgers and Stephen A. Smith. Make this case a lot. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, that's a very questionable team. Outside of him. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 in the past, Jay. That, I don't know. Nah, okay, well, they're going to have to prove me wrong then. That's what they're going to have to. I mean, and I know it's Lambeau Field. We talk about how land, legendary Lambeau is. I mm-hmm. get that. But, I mean, we, we talk about Drew Brees with sword and shield. We talk about the Jon Snow of football. <laughs> we talk about the Jon Snow of football. Yeah, you we, you mean, you, you do you trust that defense against Drew Brees? I don't. I don't trust the Saints defense against Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so it'll be a basically you saying like I was saying with Trubisky versus Breeze. It'll be in this case it'll be um, Breeze versus Rodgers. And in the elements. In the what if it ain't it ain't that bad of a you know it's cold as hell. Let's just say, but what if it ain't windy? You know what I'm saying? Still, and that's Aaron Rodgers. He he playing it. Eight times. A- Man, y'all be um, I, I can't get with this Packers movement. But go ahead, bro. That's your opinion, man. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just saying, man. <laughs> All right. So you got the Packers and Carolina in the NLC Championship. Right. How you see that shaking out? Uh, let's see. Let's see, you got we're doing Lambeau Field, Cam versus Aaron. I think I'll take the Panthers in that situation. I would too. Yeah, they got a better defense. Really, the key there is if, you know, like, if you really getting down to it is what does Cam bring to the table in the game? Because you know the defense is going to bring it, you know. Yeah. It's all about, you know, what Cam you're going to get. And if you get good Cam, then I could definitely see them taking uh, the Packers at Lambeau. Well, I think they can, they can control the ball. That um, too, with McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible as well. 
Yeah. I mean, like you said, they got Olsen back, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, that's, I mean, I could see that happening. Like I said, I'm not really with the Packers movement like that. So I would, I would take the Panthers too. So in that situation, you got the Panthers going to the Super Bowl. You said, uh, was it the Colts was your AFC team? Mm-hmm. So it'll be the Colts and the Panthers right. in Miami for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would have it would be the Saints uh, because I have the Saints going over the Rams, and it would be the oh man Saints and the Colts. No, you have Falcons and the Rams. Wait, hold on, my bad. Do you have to? Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it was yeah, it was Saints versus Rams. Uh, Saints versus Saints Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. yeah, Saints versus Falcons. I mean, and I already said clearly I'm gonna take the Saints over Falcons due to history. So. Uh yeah, it'll be Saints and the Colts for me. That'll be a rematch of a Super Bowl. What was it? Um, ooh, I forgot which one it was, but it was the one where Tracy Porter. Uh, and, and, that was uh, in Miami too. Yeah, him. Uh, it was. Mm-hmm. Didn't it, was, it rain too? Yeah, it was raining. That yeah, day. yeah. And then uh, Sean Payton had the onside kick after the half. Yeah. 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 yeah oh yeah. man. Yeah. Oh wow. So that that worked out perfectly then for me then. So yeah, man. I think in that situation, I guess we might as well do the Super Bowl predictions. Um, give me. Everybody know how big of a believer I am in Frank Wright. Give me the Colts, man. I I hate saying that, but give me the Colts to win the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, I'll take the Colts too. So we both okay. We agree on that part at least mm-hmm. that the Colts will win the Super Bowl. Great minds think alike. Clear cut and dry. The Colts are. I mean, a very well rounded team, man. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I mean, it, if if God, you know, knock on wood, we don't wish injuries on anybody. But if they stay healthy, they, you know, they can make some noise. We'll see, though. Uh, so that's what where we lie in our predictions for the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to move on into the next topic at hand. We're going to talk on the A-B situation uh, where Josh knows about it a little bit more than me. I, I brushed up on it by watching uh, Tiki Barber's uh, radio show. Fuck uh, you doing watching Tiki Barber's radio? I just needed to find out like the details behind this. Hey, look, look, man. <laughs> anybody else but Tiki Barber? Anybody but Tiki Barber? Anybody but Tiki Barber? <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever. You man. you kind of hit a you, you hit a sore spot with. I it. mean, but it's the thing. Like he ain't say nothing that I wouldn't think it either. Like I mean, I'm sure a lot of us kind of thinking the same thing on this but yeah just go i mean since you know about the details more than me like go into details about this situation um this ab situation with him wanting to keep his old helmet basically all right so i guess i should preface this by saying i totally understand where the hell uh antonio brown is coming from people want to call him crazy and they want to blame this on cte and I, I I totally understand where A B is coming from. Right. In terms of him not being able to him not being able to see out the helmet. Mm-hmm. It's probably there's probably a way that uh you know, he there's probably a way an uh, angle that he looks out of the helmet. Right. But there's probably a way that he um I guess uh is able to what's the word I'm looking for here? I, uh, I wanna like- say spot the ball, but um Right. I mean, it's, it's um from, I, again, I don't want to, well, since you don't like Tiki, but Tiki, well, he's saying what you said, basically. Yeah. Since you since you knocking the dude, he's like, it's a part of the helmet that protrudes out. Uh-huh. And these newer helmets, 
And that could affect his vision uh, when he looks for the vantage point of the ball, basically, or, right. you know. So, I mean, I understand that part because we, we grew up in an era where it's nothing there in terms of when you turn around to locate the ball, mm-hmm. there's not that protrusion in the corner of your eye to, like, you know, make Well, a, I don't know if it's – I don't think it's got anything to do with the corner of his eye. I think mm-hmm. the way the – because he wears, he wears the um, the robot face mask, which is – he's got those two bars coming down the side. Okay, right? the cornerback face mask. Right. So yeah. I think it's the way that the face mask is protruding out that he can – I got you. That, that it kind of um, – so you know how the bars are like uh, we're not on video, but it's almost like the bars are non-existent. So mm-hmm. it's almost like being in his way, right? Um, right. So he's got to kind of look. He's got to kind of look around the bars to find the ball. I right. guess would be, uh, I guess, as the problem that he has with the helmet. Um, it's like that the episode of Hey Arnold where he got the. <laughs> where he went to the game and the bar, the bar was in the way. The, yeah, the was pillar was yeah, in the yeah, way. Yeah. I mean, this clearly ain't a pillar in his yeah. face, but yeah. <laughs> um. So, I guess we're going from that point to uh, there's so many, uh, so many problems. Well, I don't want to say so many problems, but this whole it hasn't gotten off to a good start. Mm, nah, his, nah. His, his relationship with the not you know Gruden. You know, came out and said that he supported him. I, I haven't heard any quotes from any other players. Right. Um, uh, some of you know, somebody a source close to the team said that it's absolutely insane. Which you know, in certain contexts, it, it does sound insane that you know he says he doesn't. You know, if they don't approve him wearing his old helmet, then they never play football again. Which is you know, right? That's that's far. Yeah, that's a little bit far. All right, but I think he's just saying that the the. You know, trying to push the NFL into a corner, right? Um, I don't know. How he, much. He, you know, like it, that's that's fair for him to do because me and you talked about how much they love offensive football. Yeah, he's a key offensive player for the league. Like maybe you know, he feel like he can get in Goodell's head and be like, you know, like, I mean, look at it this way: if Patrick Mahomes and Patrick wouldn't do this, but if Patrick Mahomes said, you know, I don't want to play for a similar reason, like. The NFL office, people will be – it'll be a frenzy up in there. Week week one, no Patrick Mahomes, no no offensive star power. Yeah. They go crazy. Yeah. So. So you, you want me to get into, like, the whole – Yeah, yeah, like the, the situation <laughs> that he went through at their facility. All right, so he went through <laughs> – let's say he went through a number of lengths to get to play in his old helmet. Right. Now, um, that's the crazy-ass part about it Yeah. to me. That's the asinine part about it here. So, I think I think this whole story started in OTAs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he showed up at OTAs. Oh, he showed – I think it was the first day he showed up. And he had <laughs> – apparently, I don't know if it was like – he had his old Steelers helmet, or if it was just I'm an old that. or an old model helmet, and he just painted it silver and yeah. black. He went, um, the, <laughs> you know, like how you, you know, like WWE, uh, uh, WWE wrestlers, right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I don't know if you watch Miz and Maurice show, but yeah. it's actually kind of funny. But they keep replica belts, uh-huh. like if they won the U.S. title, or they won the women's title, they keep a replica belt of it at their house to say, "Hey, I won this belt." During this time in this year, uh-huh. you know that you know as a trophy, basically, uh-huh. he probably had one of his old helmets at the house, one of the old Steelers helmets as a trophy that you know that basically he wore in games, yeah. but he just kept it after the season. He probably went and had somebody 
you know, silver it up. And, you know, putting that silver on that black, bro, yeah. it's going to, you know, it's going to make the color hue kind of off, bro. Well, he, <laughs> so, he, he probably had the money to get somebody to. to yeah, no, I'm it, saying, yeah. like, I'm sure he got somebody to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and so, like, well, like I said, he tried to, he painted it in silver and black in Raiders colors. Mm hmm. He went out on the practice field and um, Ray's officials told him that, you know, he had to take it off. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I believe it was the next day. Let me look this up. NFL. Um, I believe the next day. So he came back to uh, the facility. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. Now, see, the thing, um, this don't matter, though, but I don't know if it was the Raiders, their actual home facility, because some teams, uh, they practice away for for the summer, they practice away from their facility. But but the bottom line is he came wherever the Raiders are practicing at for training camp. That's when he came back with the helmet. Right. Uh, okay. Let's see. Let's see where this thing started from. And it's the NFL Network story, right? NFL.com. So uh, Mike Silver, correct? Right. Right. Okay. All right. See. Mike Silver is pretty good, by the way. So he probably. Ain't lying, <laughs> If we being honest, oh man, yeah. So I think this started back. Well, first the NFL sent out a uh, a memo back in April about was it see the April or March about you know of course the helmets that were going to be prohibited, right? Um. Well, his helmet is technically not permitted. It's just it's like it's ran out of cycle. Like it's, it's outdated. Um, yeah. Okay. And it's not it's not approved it's no longer certified by uh by the NFL basically. Uh no, it's uh Noxie. Okay. Um that's the I don't know what that stands for, but I guess it's the the National Helmet Association or Yeah, I guess it's yeah. the the safety association that certifies the helmets. Mm -hmm. His helmet is uh more than ten years uh more than ten years old, so he can't wear it anymore. Damn, um, he wearing the helmets we was wearing in high school then. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it's one of those shuts, uh, air advantage. Yeah, you know the ones that got like the little um, the edges on the back mm -hmm. of the helmet. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's see. He showed up to OTAs. Okay, when he showed up to his first OTA, Brown requested his old helmet. After being told he had to wear an approved model, um, you know he got rambunctious and you know he started cussing and start being a b yeah he said uh complaining that uh quarterbacks like brady and rogers were should not were not subject were not subjected to the same scrutiny yeah i remember that part um and then the trainer or the, the equipment guy showed him a picture yeah they sent well they sent it to him um, mm. they sent a picture of uh brady no it was uh rogers uh wearing his new helmet right um, following day, uh, AB showed up like nothing happened, you mm -hmm. know, except the same, except the helmet, you know, completed complete the workout and, you know, it went on about his day. Right. Um, sometime in the next week, Brown once again tried to take the field with his old helmet, which he, re which he repainted with colors approximating, uh, the red, silver and black. So he did this twice. That's, he, that's the crazy part again yeah, about this. He, he did this before OTAs. I guess this was when – don't say it on here. But you said OTAs? Yeah. So that's around like May and Mayish, right. you know, Mayish, Juneish. So this has been an ongoing issue before now. Like, right. Yeah, basically. So it, it, it's just not coming up like, right. you know, during training camp. 
And um, that would make sense that, you know, Silver would report it after, like, you know, because that's something that you probably, nobody probably would mention that, you know, the month that it happened. Like, that might be something that would come out later, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. This is what happened. Uh, okay, so the OTA thing was the first time. Mm-hmm. And let's say, it says before Brown arrived at training camp last month, um, coaches and teammates believe the issue had been revolved. Mm-hmm. But Brown, who had practiced on his tender feet, you know, from the uh, frostbite, which is right from the chamber, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is that's another crazy story in itself. Right, um, I don't understand. Like, tried yet again to sneak his old helmet onto the practice field. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so it happened. It happened once at OTAs, and it happened once in, uh, I guess, training camp. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So this is. I guess we're gonna get into hard knocks in a minute, but this whole <laughs> this is wild, man. Right, right. And I can't. Believe he, he's going to major lengths to try to get. I don't, I don't know why he's trying to fight this battle, but um, right. I, mean, I guess he's you know maybe he's that superstitious about his helmet or mm-hmm. you know whatever. But yeah, this is a this is a wild story, man. Yeah, I start by saying it's okay. Um, I don't know if he truly is gonna hold out. For uh for a helmet, uh, but I did read that if I'm not mistaken, his signing bonus was a, a million, mm-hmm. right? So really, that's all he got in his pocket from this deal. Now this recent deal is what I'm talking about. All right, so the rest of his his uh thirty million guarantee, he can't get that until he like I guess you could say officially takes the field or whatever the case may be. So we're looking at a situation where this man could miss out on $30 million. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I would hope, and I already feel like AB is a little off. I would hope he's not off enough to miss out on $30 million for a helmet. Yeah, sure. Look, yeah, I can understand. Like you said, it could affect you visually, uh, you know, because, you know, we're creatures. Humans are creatures of habit, especially uh, wide receivers. You know, they're creatures of habit. Like it it takes um, well, only re- repetition to go ahead. Oh, on the other side of that, you only got like a split second to find the ball in the first place. Right. Especially at in, on the NFL level. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand, you know, that part of it. But, I mean, this is my thing anyway. For, bottom line is even without the helmet issue, A.B.'s not probably, if I had to guess, with that team around him, first of all, he's not going to perform up to the contract, the $30 million guaranteed. Right. So you still might as well go out there and get your money because – even if you look like pure ass per se, you still get thirty million dollars guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you, it, especially again with that roster, I mean, I don't know if he expecting playoffs or whatever the case may be. But these these people are handing you thirty million dollars to play for a bad team. Mm-hmm. You just take that L, and just you know what I'm saying. If it, I mean, and this ain't gonna tarnish his career. Let's just say the helmet issue is is bad enough to where A B go out there and he leaves the leagues and, and, and drops or whatever. When we look back at this ten years and from now, we ain't gonna remember A B from what he was at the end of his career. You know, we're gonna look at him for when he was in his prime as a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? He's still going in the Hall of Fame regardless of what happens from this point on. A B has solidified himself in the Hall of Fame. So that being said, he could go out there and look terrible but at the end of the day for 30 million dollars i'll take that risk i look horrible as you want me to look for 30 million that's just i mean that's just me and you you know we everyday people we ain't never seen that kind of money right but you know 
if that's, you know, if I got to deal with a helmet issue for 30 million guaranteed, I'm going to go out there and deal with the helmet issue for 30 million <laughs> guaranteed. And I, the other aside from that, I'm not going to even make a fuss about it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, I, I find it hard to believe. Is it like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody else said, you know, are you just acting out because the foot issue thing, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to. You don't want to pr- keep practicing on it, or do you not want to be in the heat for training camp? I don't. I don't know if it's the training camp thing because I I never had anybody co- or have known of anybody to question AB's work ethic. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, he knows that he needs to be there because it's, it's his first year as a new system, new quarterback. So I don't think it's him trying to dodge it. But well, he was there hard knocks. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, well, the cameras was there too. So. <laughs> Yeah. I ain't trying to say, but I'm just saying. But you know, a part of me wondered: Is it just bigger than a helmet? Because a helmet wouldn't be the reason I would act out for that kind of money. But I mean, like you say, maybe AB is just so superstitious to the point where like this minor issue is is that big of a deal. So we'll see, man. I, I find a hard time believing that he gonna miss out on that money personally. I think um, I I also don't see the NFL caving though. No, I don't see that. That's for sure. Um, because you know, at some point, it's like where you draw the line. And again, not only just drawing the line, but uh, me and you talked about this before in the car, and me and Phil, uh, they're taking the CTE thing seriously now, and it's not necessarily for the right reasons. Probably, it's not because they don't want to get sued or whatever the case may be. It might just be because they don't want the audience, the fans to see, uh, God forbid, and we don't want this to happen either, somebody down the field. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, you know, they're really protecting their image more than anything. It might it might not even be they're trying to protect the players. But that being said, they're not going to bend the rules for him, especially when it comes to an issue of CTE that's been made kind of a big deal as it is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he's just he probably just gonna have to tough it out if he want his money. If he don't want his money, he could just sit home and do nothing. But if he want his money, he's gonna have to tough it out and wear the new uh revolutionary helmet. I don't know what, what they calling them now, but yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel on the matter. Um so yeah, well that'll we'll uh say it way in the hard knocks, which, you know, uh A B is a part of, clearly. First episode came on this week. Um, I don't know what day is it specifically that it, it Tuesday. Comes. Okay, I didn't catch it on Tuesday. I caught it on YouTube like two days ago. Um, but uh, initial reviews of it, personally, I like what I saw so far. It was a very good pilot up. So a lot of people was uh, said on Twitter that it was a little bit slow. Um, but before I, I get into you know my thoughts, what what did you think of the first episode of Hard Knots Raiders Edition? That was a pretty good episode. Um, I really liked the uh, the Abram skit. Um, I don't know if you remember the. Uh, yeah, he was the one that was that out there hitting. Yeah, they yeah, had yeah, no yeah, pads yeah. on it. He was still out there <laughs> trying to hit people. Yeah. I like that kid, man. Yeah. I like it. Oh, he, make no mistake about it. Somebody going to swing on him before. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it had some really good uh, mini stories in there. Like the whole. One part I really liked was the the Ollie thing. I don't know if you ever watched Last Chance You, but I um, don't. I'm gonna get into it. Like, I see people um, tweeting about it, and you talk about it a lot. Um, yeah. Who was it? I think it was Kieran talking about it on the last person I saw tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I need to check this out because everybody apparently like it. So yeah, it's a it's a really good series. It's about four seasons now. Mm-hmm. Four seasons. The four seasons just dropped like a month ago, I think. 
Yeah. Um, but um, that little story it only lasts about ten minutes in an episode, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. that little story showed just how cutthroat the NFL is. Like, yeah. Um, and they ain't gonna play with you. I like that aspect of it though. Like, yeah. you're not gonna come here and get a free pay. I mean, albeit you know he was on minimum wage, but still, you're not gonna sit up here and hold up a roster spot on the what the 90 man. They got 90 man rosters now. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Just because you was a, a superstar on last chance, you like you got to put in some work too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and the whole missing, like, he should have known that. I forget the young man's name, but he shouldn't have known. They don't play that about missing trips to the trainer. Well, yeah, that's force a bad habit. I mean, yeah. If you ever watch the show, he did the exact same thing. So, I mean, right. Um, so it just, you know, they don't have, the NFL doesn't have time for that. This isn't, right. you know, like this isn't junior college hell and ain't D1. You getting paid to do this. Right. So you got to take every aspect of your job 100% serious, you know. Especially with a coach like Gruden. He ain't going to play that with you. No. Like, it's like, hey, man, we got, you know, we got a job to do here. We trying to, you know, essentially all the coaches say this. And in a nutshell, what they say is we're trying to file this man down to the best, this roster down to the best 53 men possible. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that if you holding up a spot from somebody out there that's an upgrade over you. Mm-hmm. So you got to go. You see how quick that happened. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what should have happened. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, for me, the I think the the biggest aspect that I liked of it was the family aspect of it. It's yeah, a lot really, of you seeing A.B. with his kids. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of you seeing Derek, Derek Carr. With, you know, I saw John Gruden playing with um, A.B.'s kid or somebody. it was somebody's kid out there he was picking up, uh, showing that he's a family man too uh, because that's an aspect of football that people don't get to see. Like people, a lot of people, a prime example, like, you know, like to critique uh, Pete Carroll, you know, with, with the whole situation with uh, Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman has had his bones with him. Uh, but we don't get to see these coaches as the family people they are. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I do because I'm an NFL journalist. It's, you know, when I go to the practice field, I see Tom Coughlin out there talking to his grandkids and whatnot. And I see, uh, you know, uh, these, these players meeting with their wives or their girlfriends, their baby mama, picking up their kids. Jalen Ramsey picking up his daughter. And um, A.J. Boye is always with his daughter. You know, you get to see that if you're there in person, but we don't get to see these, these players and these coaches, we don't get to see them as family men. And I, I like that part of it, you know, and especially how they closed it. It was a big, you know, like a big gathering of everybody uh, conversing and John Gruden um, as a coach. And I, I don't even think he was doing it for the cameras. A lot of people will say, Hey, this, they act out for the cameras, but he's going around talking to everybody's different family. Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, uh, how such and such doing. And, mm-hmm. I like the aspect of it. I mean, of course, heading forward is going to get more, uh, more into the the stuff on the field, the pads clapping and all of that. But, um, and, and perhaps like we mentioned in the past episode, um, I think we're going to see some of the aspect of uh, Mark Davis. Uh, you know, the process of moving to Nevada as well. Like I think they want to show people the business side, but that's just a guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they opened it up fine with me. Like the the lack of. Uh, I guess people say there was a lack of action on the field. That didn't, I mean, if it was, it didn't bother me. I, I got enough action on the field personally out of watching it, but you know, I, I won't knock nobody's opinion. I was fine with it. It was, to me, it was a, you know, I, I don't know if I want to, I won't rank it in terms of all of the other hard knocks episodes I've seen. 
in terms of the opening episodes. Mm-hmm. But I say like I give it a eight point five out of ten, or you know, a nine nine out of ten, or something like that. When well, it don't hard knocks really doesn't get interesting like that till like after the first preseason game anyway. Right, yeah. right, because you can only show so much training camp. Yeah, like okay, they do the same thing, same drills over and over. Really, yeah, unless you um you know. If the newer coaches might switch it up because they they're trying to teach so many different things to the players and establish their culture. All right. But the old coaches that's been there a year or two, like it's the same thing, man. You know. Yeah. Um, also, I like the um, they did the whole behind the scenes things, and when AB went to get in the um, uh, how they belong. Oh yeah, that? yeah. Well, at the end, I it was that. And was it uh what they first round pick name was? That was at the Which horse one? ranch. Oh, it, it was Abrams, right? Oh, that was Abrams at yeah, the horse. Abrams okay, Abrams, Abrams and somebody yeah, else. They was at the horse ranch. Oh, they did the whole old time road yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah, I liked that. So yeah, I was like, okay, I like this. Like the comedic aspect that he, the, uh, Abrams brought. Yeah, was pretty funny. Yeah. And I mean, I found it. I, I loved it seeing John Gruden come up, come up to him and like. Hey man, I need you to tone it down, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, you know we we know these coaches is hard nosed coaches. Drive, drive, drive. Yeah. But Gruen was like, look, man. At the end of the day, like, if you injure one of my best players out here, it's gonna be on, bro. But that just goes to show you, like, uh, Abrams. You know, he he's out there. He understands the opportunity that's ahead of him, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's seizing it. So. Well, I'm excited. Well, now that we know what happened with AB, and then. Like that, they didn't even, um, you know. Of course, they talked about his foot injuries, in the. Yeah, they um, mentioned foot injuries. But yeah, they but they didn't that. say you know yeah. frostbite and you know not a whole helmet fiasco thing. I'm excited what what's it gonna be for next. Uh, well, this coming week, I guess. Yeah. Well, then, um, in the preview, this uh, Sean Vaynum coming into town. Right. So it's gonna be like one of them. You know, they do that every year, pretty mm-hmm. much. Where you know it's gonna be. We're going to get to see the Rams in there with them. Some people going to get a glimpse of Blake Bortles, <laughs> who, believe it or not, is actually entertaining when he ain't throwing the football. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. But, yeah, on the A-B thing and the fiasco with the helmet, man, that reminded me, man. I, I need to reach out to um, get Mike Silver on here. I would love to hear Mike Silver <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> because I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's stationed in California. That's how he got all the sources out there, like, he probably at Ra- uh, Raiders camp every day, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear it straight from Mike Silver's mouth about this helmet thing <laughs> with AP, bro. And it probably get a bunch of good hits, man. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I might look into that, man. I might look into that. Well, yeah, man. Uh, that'll do it for episode 10. Uh, we still going strong here, man. You can catch us on um, iTunes, Anchor, uh, Stitcher, all of the major interfaces like that, Spotify as well. Uh, so me and Josh will continue at it. C- keep talking. Uh, we'll, I guess weekly now we could do hard knock reviews. But now you know how we see the NFL playing out in terms of records and predictions. So there's that. But we'll continue to talk. I mean, training camp's going to continue. The preseason's going to continue. It's a bunch of stuff we didn't even cover in terms of what happened on the field in terms of the preseason. We just talked about predictions. So wide world of things to cover man um anything you want to say any closing remarks before we close it on out 15 days jay yeah college football i cannot wait 15 days to florida get that ass (laughs) well 
I would love to see it, man. Yeah, me too, man. I, I was I was looking out the window uh, earlier this week with the Georgia fight song playing. <laughs> Getting ready for war, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mentally preparing myself, man. Who do, you, who do y'all got to play the first week? Oh, man, I, I think it's some slap college, man. You know, we don't start off rough. Also, I don't know, if, did you see the they released the, um, the 2020 SEC schedule for next year? Boy, I saw they released it, but I didn't look at boy, it. Boy, that's some wild. You know, y'all don't play. Um, they, we play Vandy. They missed. They missed. They, uh, they missed your whole schedule though. What? Um, uh, let me see. I know Georgia, Florida's back on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all play Auburn like in October, I believe. No, like in um, in September. It might be the first week in October. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Auburn and then y'all got to turn around and play Florida. Or is it is it Florida and then y'all turn around and play Auburn? It's probably Florida then Auburn. Because we typically play Auburn after. We typically don't play Auburn in the first half. Of the, typically. If I'm yeah. Say, well, they, they, sw- they switch that up. So, well, I mean, I'm fine with getting Auburn early. Yeah. Then, because, um, like, we normally, like, we go into Auburn beat up anyway. Like, yeah, that's why we lose. <laughs> that's got, why crazy stuff uh, happens. Y'all got to play Alabama second week of the season. I'd rather get them early too, man. Go on, get it over with. Get, especially get if it's gonna be an L, get it over with. All right, don't be taking them L's late in the season. You know, you, we're Georgia. We'll we'll f up the the late part of a schedule. Okay, we'll f it up. So just go and get it out of the way, man. I mean, they could. I mean, from what you're saying, they could fall behind. They can't come back from it now. But mm-hmm. I'd rather be in that situation than where we roll into Auburn and lose a game because we beat up and. The team limped into there, and that we lose a, a real close one that we need to have. You know what I'm saying? Because by then we'll probably have one loss anyway. Yeah. So you know, it's I say get it over with, man. I rather play them healthy, personally. I mean, because I mean it don't matter with Alabama if you play them late or early. It really don't matter with them. But for Georgia, that their best chance is if they're healthy. Yeah, I'm gonna look into that though. The um schedule for 2020. Sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. Who uh, who Miami playing? Do, did they announce that or? No. They ain't say that'd no. be interesting too. I want to see Miami take on UCF, man. I really do. Well, now they don't have they don't have a coach now. That's true. But I just got tired of them talking about the undefeated and this, that, and the other. I mean, I respect them, but some I don't know. Somebody got to humble them. <laughs> Somebody in Florida. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to close it for episode 10 of the Back Shoulder Fade. I'm James Johnson. He is Joshua Sanson, and we are signing out.